Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to today's show where I welcome Jillian Torecki. And Jillian is a certified relationship coach, teacher, and writer who for 20 years has taught others how to transform their relationships with themselves. Under the tutelage of Tony Robbins and world-renowned family therapist, Chloe Madenes, Jillian is certified and trained to employ innovative and strategic solutions to the most difficult relationship problems. And that's exactly what we talk about today. One of those difficult problems being how to understand what we want and what is good for us. And maybe the difference between those two things, because sometimes we think we know what we want, but it's not really good for us. And there's a lot in there. I follow Jillian on Instagram. She has over 250,000 followers and has really great tidbits that I just love. And I saved a ton and I wanted to talk to her about a lot of them, but we actually really just focus on those things of understanding what we want 
and what is good for us. And also towards the end, talk about understanding that our happiness should not be contingent on our partner and how to navigate that. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in, for leaving those five-star reviews on Spotify and iTunes. If you listen to this show for the first time today, or you've listened for all almost 400 of our episodes, and you haven't gone in and left us a review, we really appreciate it when you guys do. So thank you for that. If you have, and if you're going to, thank you in advance. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Jillian. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So I told you in the pre-show, I went through the Instagram post that I have actually saved. I've been following you on Instagram and a few stuck out to me. And I actually had this idea that we would just go over, you know, like the 20 I have saved because there's so many great little nuggets. But obviously, we don't have time for all of that. That's why we're approaching 400 episodes about different topics and relationships. But one of the ones we, we talked about in the pre-show was the importance of understanding what you want and then understanding what is good for you. So can you talk a little bit maybe about the difference between those two things for the start here? Sure. And this is just, just to be clear, specifically for people who are single and dating and wanting a relationship. And so there's a few things that, because so many people come to me discouraged, like I keep having these relationships that don't work out or I keep meeting the wrong person. What am I doing wrong? And the first step is to define what it is that you want, right? And that's sort of like the low-hanging fruit. And believe it or not, there are a lot of people who don't really define it. I mean, they'll define it on, they'll think about, yeah, I want someone who's nice, who's got a good job, who's this or that, like the sort of like the basics. But I think you have to get um, even more specific about what it is that you want, you know, like really think about the, like, if you're really looking for long-term partnership or like, for example, do you want something casual? Like, or do you want a long-term partnership? Do you want someone who's open to family? Or are you done with that? So these are the questions that we have to ask ourselves beyond that. What most people do not do is they don't consider what it is that they actually need based on what is good for them. So in other words, you might, one might not have, I'm just using this as a random example, pa patient at the top of their list, you know, and maybe what they've, they've been really attracted to certain people who are not really that patient, but because of your past experiences of possibly being with people who have been incredibly impatient with you. Maybe you, you know, you just, you need people to be patient with you. Then that is something that would have to be a priority for you. And I think that we learn what is, we learn what it is that we want and we learn what it is that is good for us based on our history, our relationship history, the relationships that didn't work out based on our trauma the thing the our past trauma and also the things that the, the challenges and the obstacles that we face today that for whatever reason makes our lives difficult and so you know and and this is just an example it's like if you're dealing if someone is dealing with chronic illness or they're dealing with any sort of mental health stuff or physical health stuff or any anything that has been challenging for them and has sort of been like disabling for them. Well, then you want to be with someone who is incredibly sensitive to that, who maybe is on board with that. Like, let's say you, let's say you have celiac disease. You know, I was just working with someone who has celiac. That's why it's top of mind. And this person, they're not, they're going along with the trends of non-gluten. They literally will be very, very sick if they eat any form of wheat or gluten. So going out to eat is a little bit of a thing. Like they have to figure it out. So you might 
want really want to be with a foodie, but and that's fine. But you got to be with a foodie who's down with living their lives in a way that is supportive of you maintaining your health. Um, another thing is you might need someone. What would be good for you is someone who is a parent versus not a parent because you're a parent, you know. And so, if you're ra- if you're a single parent raising a small child. Maybe what would be really good for you, not necessarily, but someone who at least is loves children and wants to be a step parent or whatever, a special friend to that child, whatever it is. And I see so many single parents actually withholding that information because they're so afraid to share that they have a child, which is insane to me. And I say that in the most compassionate, loving way, but it's like, that has to be like, you have to like wear that as a t-shirt. Like, Hey, my kid is six. I'm a package deal. Take it or leave it. So these are the things it's like, you have to understand your psychology. What makes you tick? What really triggers you? You have a lot of anxiety than probably someone who deals with their stress by shutting down or avoiding is probably not good for you. You you deal with the, you know, you like you like a lot of space when you're under stress, you you like to take a lot of space, then maybe being with someone who's super anxious and wants a lot of connection all the time is not really the best thing for you. So this is what I mean about knowing what's actually good for you because what happens is that we will go through life many of us being attracted to those who aren't really good for us. And at some point in our evolution and in our maturing, we have to say, oh, this has not been working. And you can't stop who you're attracted to, but you can definitely expand who you're attracted to. And so it it takes a lot of maturity and um, self-awareness to be able to say, this is what I need. This is what I'm, what is good for me. Oh, look at that person over there. I'm really attracted to them. They have everything that is exactly what is not good for me. I'm not going there. Yeah. Easier said (laughs) than done. And I'm not saying you're saying it's easy at all. I'm just, I'm I'm just. But it gets easier. But it does get easier. Mm -hmm. Because you start to actually if you can associate enough pain with the person that you've typically been attracted to, let's say that hasn't, who hasn't been good for you at some point, it's the same thing as like eating something that gives you a terrible stomach ache. And you're like, yeah, I, your association with that food is digestive distress. And you're like, yeah, I'm not going to go there again. Mm -hmm. So when we're drilling down on what we want to me, I find in relationships, but in other areas, we have an, an idea of what we think we want and then what is actually good for us. And in the context of relationships, the first thing we see is a person's physical attractiveness. And so I think, at least in my personal experience, and then I imagine other people, same things happening, is that you can be very physically attracted to someone and that feels like that's good for us. And then we overlook the fact that they're avoidant and we get anxious because, man, there's like all this physical attraction filling us up, right? So it's like these things that can kind of mislead us or blind us to what we we think we want. And it's like the head and the heart, this whole battle between the two and, and all these different things. So how can someone get out of, let's say, their primal, to go with this example, like a primal physical attractive to a person when they know in their head, it's not good. How can they navigate that? Okay. So a couple of things, because you brought up a couple of things that I want to address, which is even chemistry aside, sometimes you'll meet someone who checks all the boxes. They have everything that you have been dream, like you've thought that you've always wanted. Maybe they you know, for a lot of the people I work with, this would be sort of in their repertoire. They work on themselves. They're self-aware. They work out. They, you know, they go to therapy. They, we, we have deep conversations and everything is just like, right. But 
they're not available, right? They, they've got some hang up that they can't actually be in a, whatever that hang up is, they can't be in a relationship or they're not as into you at the level that you're into them. And it is such a mind. It's so, it scrambles our minds because it's like, how could this happen? And it's really, it's very painful. You know, you think like you're being punished by the universe in some way. You're like, how could this happen? So that's one thing. And I would say to that, no one is right for you if they're not available to you. And so that's when you have to trust that even though it appears one way, it's actually not the truth. And lots of things, there's a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing. So oftentimes, I think we know this, that not everything is as it appears. And so you have to trust that. As far as like deep animal attraction, so there's two ways to look at it. One is if one if someone has a pattern of always being viscerally, intensely attracted to people who have been not only not right for them, but maybe toxic for them. Well, then how do you start to work on that? Well, first you have to just admit to yourself, something is off with my picker. Something is off with my like internal guidance system because I am just attracted to people who are not right for me. And that exploration is going to take you to mommy or daddy issues. It just is. It's going to take you back to childhood for sure. And that you could do with a therapist, you could do with the coach, you could do it on your own. It really just depends on how severe that is. I mean, I don't, if, you know, if you're being abused in these relationships, then obviously that's much more severe versus someone just being with emotionally unavailable people. It might mean that there's also so much conditioning, you know, there's, for example, like there's a lot of people who will be attracted to like, let's say the bad boy archetype, because we've been conditioned by movies and and cinema, you know, cinema and art to believe that that archetype is the archetype that's going to protect us. He's masculine, you know, and sometimes this archetype is in female form, just like the bad boy, the bag of, you know, masculine going to protect me, um, chooses me, even though like I'm the one who can break through the barriers that's that that surround his heart. And because doing that validates my beauty and my worthiness. And again, a part of this is just maturing to the point where you recognize that that's just conditioning, that actually that archetype, that person isn't actually grounded or in their strength at all. That usually that archetype, when you look more closely in it in in art and how it's depicted in art, is a very troubled individual who is only just going to bring chaos to you. But then you would have to look at what is it in me that I feel like I have to prove myself to be chosen. Like I said, so part of that is childhood. We cannot ignore or deny the fact that we are all deeply brainwashed and conditioned by just art and so and movies and 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 romance novels so we have to we have to train ourselves to be deeply attracted to other qualities and that's where our value system comes in and that's where learning the hard way comes in oh i've I, you know i've had this amount of pain wow, I just want to be totally celebrated for who I am. If I'm around someone that makes me feel safe, that makes me feel seen, that makes me feel heard, they're not perfect because I'm not perfect, but fun, like these basics, basic needs are being met. Isn't that really what it's all about? And sometimes we have to train ourselves to really open our hearts to that which is good for us and to let people love us because chasing always the person who's unavailable underneath that when you peel away the onion is a fear of really being of intimacy of being seen of being loved so i think that all of us obviously there's a spectrum but i think all of us 
are at different er uh, moments in our lives, we're confronted with our own fears of intimacy, of really being close with someone, of always wanting to go for the one who's unavailable. And look, we'll always have a slight attraction to the person who's unavailable because we are a species that that place a very high value on things that are scarce. But that's when the higher mind has to come in and say, okay, well, part of my attraction is because it is scarce. That's not really real. Again, I keep using this word, but it is really a process of maturing. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, but we all know that it would be super handy if it did. I can't tell you how many times I wish I could have just flipped a page in a book to tell me how to handle a certain situation. While our own personal instruction manuals don't exist, I've found that therapy is the next best thing. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of our complex lives. Therapy has been really helpful in my life. I've realized that having an unbiased professional to help me think and work through life scenarios is one of the most valuable things I can invest in. Everyone deserves to feel their best, and BetterHelp makes it easy to get started. It's all the benefits of in-person therapy, plus more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. They offer video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and after filling out a brief survey, you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 3 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash I do. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash I do. When you work full time, have kids and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy. No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month, and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. It is a process and that's why relationships are so valuable because they require us to ask these questions of ourselves. And then when we're in it to go, oh, okay, I thought that's what I want going in and in the beginning. And now this is not feeling good and this isn't good for me. And then the key is, and I know you write about this and I'm sure you do it with your clients is to then exit that relationship. You know, obviously there's a spectrum, but if it's very clear that this is not good for you, that that person is not going to change and it's something that's toxic, then exiting that relationship. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's a hard thing to be able to do. 
Right. So it's not just exiting a toxic relationship. It's also ending a relationship that you know isn't really right for you long-term, but you stay in it. Look, we all of us get into relationships for different reasons. You know, sometimes, and not every relationship we get into has to serve the purpose of being the long-term partnership. Sometimes we get into, you know, people got into relationships during COVID because it's a pandemic and, you know, you don't want to go through that alone. Sometimes you get into a relationship with someone, you're like, this is just really good for me right now. You know, this is, this is what I need right now. This is the kind of opening that I need right now. This is the kind of companionship that I want right now. So it can be very difficult to walk away from someone who they're not bad. They're not toxic. The, your dynamic is not toxic, but it's just not quite really what you need. And we get into a head trip about it because it's like, well, then will there be someone else? If I walk away from this person, you know, am I giving up a really good thing? So it does require a lot of courage. And then if you're in something that's really unhealthy, yeah, I mean, it can become addictive. Uh, A lot of these relationships are held together by the glue of sexual chemistry. You might need a therapist that's going to help you walk away from it. But so many times, at least with the people who I work with, it boils down to being so pathologically afraid of asking for what it is that you want, because if they can't meet it, then you're left with that decision to stay or go. And you know, and people know once I ask for what I need and they can't, and it's, you know, we're not talking about these high expectation needs. We're talking about really basic needs, right? And they can't meet it or they fail at meeting my need, then I know if I stay, there's something wrong with me. And people don't want to face that. So they don't even want to ask for what they need. I know that for me in the past, asking for what I needed also meant rocking the boat, just meant, oh, now the the balance or the equilibrium of of this relationship might go off. And then what if it ends? And then I'm left with nothing. It's just a lot of fear. So relationship it takes, there's risk involved. You have to have a lot of courage, but the more you get rooted in what it is that you need and you want, while at the same time, understanding that all of us in relationship will have to tolerate also things. And so knowing what it is that you are willing to tolerate, because all none of us, there's no jackpot in a person. We all come with stuff. Getting rooted in that is is so, so very important. So I just, you know, a lot of my messaging, I might have a lot of different kinds of messaging, but a lot of my messaging for those who are in a situation that's unhealthy is really just to give them the moral support that they need to walk away because it always ends up being much easier than you think it's going to be. You end up feeling really proud of yourself you you your self esteem goes up the moment you do you 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 face your fears in the name of advocating for your heart and your needs your self esteem goes up exponentially people are like how do i raise my self esteem how do i raise my face your fears walk away from that relationship that's not working ask for what you need all of that stuff asking for what we need is an interesting one because we have to understand what it is that we, we want, what we need. And we talked about this in the pre-show of also talking about the idea of understanding that we don't want to be reliant on the other person for our happiness. So on paper, to me, those two things kind of contradict each other in some ways of being like, this is what I need in order to feel safe in a, you know, let's say happy, but also we know if we're in this relationship space that we want our happiness to come from within. So how do you think about those two things, you know, weaving around each other? So number one, there's no reason to be in a relationship unless it adds some value to your life. Being in a relationship should make your life better, not worse. It should make it more fulfilling. It should make it happier. It should make your life easier. Now, of course, if you're in it for the long haul, you're going to go through different seasons with your partner and there might be times which is difficult and that's where you have to 
commit to love, commit to the relationship and really, and see it as a challenge to outgrow certain ego stuff so that you can really stay connected. But at the end of the day, it should be more enriching and we should want to make the path easier for each other in a relationship. That's what it really is to love someone. It's saying, I, I want to make the road easier for you. I want it to be better. I want your life to be better. But that doesn't mean that you're not responsible for walking your path. I can't walk it for you, but I can hold your hand in the dark. I can be, you know, I can be your cheerleader. I can point out to you when you're off your path. I can hold you accountable. I can hold myself accountable. So we all have these needs in order to feel safe and significant and loved and connected inside of a relationship. Because when we, when we do get into relationship with someone, what we're trying to do is co-create something meaningful and special that makes life better. Where people get tripped up on unconsciously expecting their partner to make them happy is when we get really caught up in our rules about how our partner should or should not be. In other words, like, I'm miserable, I'm stressed out all the time. Oh, and he didn't pick up the laundry. He really should have picked up the laundry. That would have made my life so much easier. Or, you know, she should have called me. She should have called me. She knew I was having a hard day. She should have, you know, given me a, whatever it is. Those are the little micro moments where we are expecting our partner to make us happy. As opposed to, oh, I'm just having a really hard day and, you know, I'm expecting them to read my mind and, you know, I'm getting pissed off and resentful with every little mindless little tiny mistake that they make. Because in those moments, we're unconsciously making our partner responsible for our happiness. Another way that it presents itself is, I'm really unhappy being single. I know that when I'm in a relationship, everything's going to be better. A relationship is what's going to save me. And the paradox is that in the beginning, it does feel that way. Because we're we're in the honeymoon phase. And then we wake up one day and it's a rude awakening. Like, oh my God, my problems are still there. Uh, That depression I deal with every so often, that anxiety, yeah, still there. And then what we'll do is we'll think, oh, maybe something's wrong with them. Maybe they're the wrong person. Or we'll nitpick on them. Instead of being responsible for the fact that we're in the throes of an emotional pattern that has nothing to do with them, that predates them by decades. And yet we're thinking, ah, you need to make me happy. It's not a conscious thought. Does that help distinguish the two a little bit for you? Yes, very much so. I appreciate the examples and I know our listeners will as well. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. 
Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving Relationship Advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero. .co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing and they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 0 grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie, their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was hero bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any hero bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H-E-R-O dot C-O. I want to shift a little bit to something you talked about earlier and because I think, you know, a lot of what we're talking about involves people that are single or dating and these are important questions that they can ask themselves. One of the things you said is that people are in relationships for different reasons and asking yourself, is this a casual relationship? Am I looking for someone to raise kids with? And I'm trying to navigate this space of uh, I'm dating and I know in the future I want a life partner, but right now I don't feel ready. You know, I feel I just want the space to not be on that track, but I'm struggling connecting with individuals in a deep way because like I like that. Like I, I wouldn't say I'm struggling to connect. I, I crave that and I'm on that path, but then that feels like that's the life partner path because we're going deep with someone. So I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, no. And I, I, I think that at least for the, for the heterosexual women who I work with, that is something that they're really struggling with. It's like, I keep meeting these men who are connecting so deeply with me, but then they don't actually want a relationship. And it's like, it's really messing with them. And what I say is, well, yeah, you know, the craving for connection doesn't go away, but a relationship demands that we show up, that we're responsible, that we are, you know, it's, it's a, a relationship is a responsibility and it demands that we, that we give connection is not enough to sustain a relationship. It's very important. Don't get me wrong, but relationship involves a lot of communication, a lot of collaboration, a lot of negotiation, a lot of camaraderie, a lot of um, uh, fixing problems, problem solving. So 
it makes sense that you want to go deep with someone. And I think that it's more difficult for women Women, when they really have that form of connection with someone, whether it's in a woman, whether it's another woman or another man, they feel that they want, they want to bond. They want that relationship to bond. Not every woman, but a vast majority of women, they feel that kind of connection. Their instinct is like, no, I want more of this. I want this to turn into something. And not all men, a lot of men can separate that more very much in the way that men can separate sexual intercourse. And that kind of intimacy from love, that's in general, in general, much more difficult for women. So you would just have to be incredibly honest and say, I am capable of really having these deep connections while at the same time, not really exploring a relationship. This is the space that I'm in right now. If you want, if you're really looking for a relationship, I'm not the person that you should date. And then what I would what would be wonderful for you to do is to really be mindful of that woman who is perhaps lying to herself saying that you know she's fine with it being that way too but really she's not. And so that's how I would advise you to navigate that space. Thank you. And what's the line, though, between having a relationship and saying like, hey, I want to grow, but this is where I'm at, being honest and saying, I'm not prepared to commit to to marriage or life partnership. I really like you right now. I want to grow and, and go deep, but this is where I'm at. And then the other person, let's say they're on board, but it's not like with this goal of I, I don't know, like of marriage, it's like, hey, let's be present and enjoy each other and just go for it that way. So I'm so glad we're having this conversation <laughs> because so many women, like the go with the flow guy is kind of the woman's, a lot of women who's seeking partnership, her worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. And she, and that's usually the the woman I say, don't go with the go with the flow guy. And that's no, no, that's, you know, I don't mean to, that's not to insult you, But it's just because it does create a lot of, because typically what will happen is that you could unwittingly give a lot of mixed messages that way. So it's just about being really, really honest. You can even say, I'm kind of that go with the flow guy. Um, I am not clear on my deeper emotional availability right now. I can go deep with connection, but in terms of partnership, I'm not sure I'm there right now. So I am being really upfront with you. And I would just, I would be really direct with that. And that might mean that it's, that it, that it, it definitely might mean that the, the pool that you are, (laughs) dating in decreases, but that's you dating with integrity. And on my side of things, you know, the communication, but then I've been asking myself, well, what is it in me that is not feel ready for that? Because it's like, I'm not scared, or at least I don't feel scared of intimacy. In fact, I feel like that's what I really crave. I don't want casual hookups and I know that's not appealing at all and I'm not doing that. But it's like that in between of wanting that that deepness but but yeah, I guess it is a it's a bit of fear of like but not wanting to be like okay, let's build a life together, you know, not feeling that. Well, yeah, I mean, first of all, you wouldn't know if you wanted to build a life with life with someone until you know them, but you could still have the one could still have the intention of that's what I'm that's my end goal. Like I want to fucking build a life with someone. So the question is, so why? Why do you think what what scares you about relationship? What is it? Did you just get out of something? Are you not where you want to be professionally? Are you are you still like what is it? Yeah, I mean, so our listeners will know that Sarah and I, Sarah's my ex-wife, we started this podcast almost uh, eight years ago, but we were together for, for almost 13 years and, you know, right out of college and we're best friends now. But 
there's an element of, yeah, I'm scared to like wake up in another 13 years having been with someone who it just didn't work out or it didn't feel how I wanted that relationship to go in a sense. So maybe it's it's not trusting myself and and also being in a space of trying to have space to to understand that and not jump in to another long-term committed relationship. Yes. But yet you're craving the connection and the yes, love. Yes, yes, that body. exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. My advice to you <laughs> is I would really explore what that fear is about relationship because And this is not to say, I'm not saying like everyone should be in a relationship, but what I'm getting from you, this little impromptu coaching session is that you are kind of a relationship guy. And so it does seem like there's fear holding you back, fear of failing, fear of getting it wrong, fear of wasting time. I don't know, but that would be the self-examination that I would, that I would do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really valuable. I just started reading a Return to Love. Are you familiar with this book? Yes, I, I am very much familiar with that book, Marianne Williamson. Yeah, I just started it. And, and so I'm I'm barely, I think like 40, 50 pages in, but they talk a lot about not letting your life be run by fear, you know, and instead mm-hmm. returning to love. And I'm really enjoying it so far. And even the the little bit that I've gathered from it, just in, in the thinking, it's really valuable because I think fear is a big driver, right? For lots of people in relationship, fear of exiting a relationship because then we're going to be alone and or fear of going deep in a relationship. So yeah, I just want to put that out there. Anyone who's listening and and feels that fear is, is driving their decisions. Would you have anything specifically to say uh, around that? No, I love that book. And that book really, really helped me when I was going through my divorce many years ago. So I do love that. Um, I think it's just asking yourself that, maybe journaling about it. You said something about fear driving your decisions. I think that's such a big part. And I put this in big air quotes of the inner work is exploring how much fear is driving our decisions because when it does what we're really clinging to is the known and we're like running away from the unknown and i certainly have lived my life at times where fear was the driving force behind many of the decisions i was making as opposed to growth expansion fun whatever it is um and it kind of, you know, it guarantees a pretty crappy life. It just guarantees um, suffering. And it's paradoxical because you're trying to avoid suffering. But, you know, I mean, sometimes like just to bring it back to the relationship thing, maybe, maybe, um, maybe you don't know yet or one doesn't know yet what they really need and want. And not wanting to jump into something is to really just explore what that is. Could be a a lot of different reasons. So I would say to anyone listening is just to ask yourself, how much is your life, the decisions that you make on a daily basis? It doesn't even have to be the decision to be in a relationship or not be in a relationship, literally in the day-to-day, from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, how much is the way that you live your life to avoid uncertainty. Yeah, that's powerful when you start to do that in the context of relationships and everything in life. So Jillian, I could talk to you all day. We could have a private coaching session here (laughs) on the air, but I think it'd be really valuable for our listeners to hear that stuff. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come on. Before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online about your podcast? And if there's anything we skipped over, if there's anything you want to leave with our listeners? Yeah. So, I mean, basically, if you know how to spell, you know, my name, Jillian Tarecki, it's a tough one. You can find me. I have, again, the new podcast, which is called Jillian on Love, and that you can get Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Um, my Instagram has a ton of free, as you know, content, and that's at Jillian Tarecki. And then I have a membership for women and just a lot of offerings all on my website at JillianTarecki.com. So that's where you can find me. Excellent. We'll have those links in our show notes and on our website at idopodcast.com. Thank you very much. Lovely to meet you. Nice to meet you. And thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, and while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, we really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.